Hey folks, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, uh, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, yada, 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 etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? A uh, really good week. Really good week. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, got uh, got my Halloween costume in. Oh, what are you going as? Or is that uh, a surprise you want to hit, hit everybody with? Oh, no, I don't care to talk about it. I, I got a Viking warrior dress. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's very warm and heavy, high-quality material. I got it on HalloweenCostumes.com and tried it on yesterday, and it fits wonderfully. I got it in some uh, some great uh, fall-slash-winter boots to go with it that are also, you know, perfect for the season. Uh, brown leather boots, so they're really nice. Got those. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that because, honestly, it'll be my first time dressing up as anything for Halloween in um, many, many, many years. The last time I dressed up as anything was 20 years ago when I was Silent Bob. Um, well, definitely your that, first, your first in that regard as Maya. Yes, yes, absolutely. And let's see, had D and D this week, which was always, uh, which was fun. Uh, yeah. You know, not as many combat as encounters as I would have hoped for. As the dice said otherwise, that's why. Yeah, we were. Uh, in our one campaign, we were playing playing on this one uh, stretch of a journey. There was a journey uh, that the party had to get from point A to point B. And you can play it multiple ways, but there are random encounters. Uh, and the, it's like a 750-mile journey. So it's designed to take about 50 to 60 days. Uh, depending on weather conditions, things like that. And I roll for those randomly. And out of the 12 possible scripted encounters, they went through, uh, these are 12 possible scripted and then four mandatory encounters. So out of 16 possible, they went through 12 of them, but only four of them were combat related, uh, which was kind of frustrating. But there was a lot of exposition and a lot of uh, a lot of role play involved and some setting up that's, of some other things. That's something that I think kind of bugs me a little bit about um, the other players in the group is that one of them isn't the world's biggest fan of role play. Yeah, um, and then the other one. He just wants to play D and D, so he doesn't care. I mean, I'd also bring up the the the, the other other one, um, the son of one of them. Yeah, but uh, you know that he's he's so stinking new to the game, and he really enjoyed the combat stuff that I don't think he's quite there yet. But that's fine. Um, yeah, I just I just wish. Because I really enjoy the, the 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 role play stuff like that. That's I kind of talked to you about that. That's what got me interested in D anD D was playing as a different character and 
solving problems while talking them out and things like that and playing within a character like one of the scenarios that we got into was <laughs> um a uh a, a gnome comes up to my character and wants a picture of my family that i keep in my uh, i'll say breast pocket fuck it um and I, he wants to buy it from me. I don't want to sell it. I'm never going to sell it. It's it's my character's it's my character's family. He wants to, you know, he, that's 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 personal to him. And uh, we wake up the next day, and the the picture's gone. So we then go find that gnome, and and we talk to him. He doesn't have it. Uh, so then I didn't know where to find the thing. Uh, one of our other players, um, he's a. Uh, a human paladin and he has a spell called locate item and uh so he 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 turned that on essentially uh, he prepared it and he found the item we found the guy that had it and i guess the way to handle that i, I don't know the way that we handle that you were not expecting no it was fucking awesome uh but my character gary is a is a uh he doesn't mind violence, but he'd prefer not to kill if he can, if he can avoid it. Um, if he's being attacked or somebody else is being attacked and there's no way, there's no bureaucratic way out of it, he'll kill. But, you know, in this scenario, he's not, he doesn't want to kill that guy. But he's so mad that he doesn't care what Marge, my buddy, um, what Marge does. And Marge went and fucking cut off his hand. Like, was like, that's what you get for stealing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then cast a uh, fucking uh, divine uh, or searing smite on his fucking weapon to cauterize the bloody stump. Yeah. And then the fine. then the whole tossing in the uh, you might want to get that looked at was <laughs> yeah. was pretty great. But um, but yeah, the thing I was gonna say is is. Uh, I really enjoy the the role play parts. Like the week before we went on this journey where we were in that town, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, he not as much. He didn't enjoy it as much. He want, he's like, I always want to get into at least one combat encounter. I will say this though, Maya, we need combat encounters that are a little bit more engaging. <laughs> yeah, that one, sadly. It just but... seems like we're killing everything in like a fucking round. We're like, oh my God. Yeah, the 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 one that we had, unfortunately, it was, you know, that's the risk you take with uh, pre uh, pre scripted encounters, which I could have modified it, but I just ran it the way it was. But we're getting to a point now where combat's going to be a lot more frequent. That's good. Uh, yeah, because of the journey that. That that journey does take up a big stretch of that part of that campaign. Um, thankfully, we were able to get through it in less than two full sessions. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you'll think back, I don't know how many of the sessions you missed when because you're playing this, you're playing through this a second time. Sort of a second time, but you missed first... a lot of the first one. Right, right, because I was busy with work and shit like that. So, how much of that do you remember? Uh, is this the same journey with the frogs? 
Oh no, he had a different guy. That was that's a different that's that happens later. I don't remember any of this then. Well, that's the thing. You missed several sessions because it took us four sessions to get through that. Wow. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Uh-huh. I actually do need to talk to the guy that's taking like really extensive notes and have him send me pictures of what he has so I can jot it down because I have not been taking notes for a few weeks. Like I'll take I'll take very minor notes, but he's like he's like writing everything down. Which is good because that has helped you out. Oh yeah. Well, I should be taking notes, but I just like I write slower, so by the yeah. time I finish the note, like people have said things and they didn't hear it, so but it is but what yeah. it is. But yeah. Uh, that's pretty much my week in a nutshell. You know, had another round of laser hair removal, uh, Monday. Uh, that's always a good thing. Just getting a step closer to the, uh, impending, uh, procedure. Yeah. Which... I go for consultation in three more months. The wait seems yeah. forever. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that and I discovered, oh my god. Trans people on Twitter are the horniest fucking people on the planet. Oh yeah. I've never I've wow. Our uh our friend um, Michelle, who's also trans, uh, she she would message me with like the horniest shit that she would find or like stories of other trans people, and I'm just like, y'all are like, did you just find a community of horny trans? And she's like, no, this is a lot of the. Trans. I was like, wow, wowzers. Yeah, and you know because you you can see when your friends like things on Twitter. And I see a lot of stuff that she likes. And, you know, I've followed a few of the people just because of, you know, the voice on the platform and what have you. But as a result, just scrolling through and seeing what they in turn like. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, these people are horny as fuck. (laughs) Uh, You know, as long as they're doing it safe, who cares, right? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so how's your week been? It's been all right. I I was telling you before we started that like I've had this like very small headache all day Wednesday, and now that we're recording Thursday morning, like it's still kind of there. So yesterday was was tough. Um but yeah, I mean it hasn't been like I feel like I'm getting better at my job, but I'm also very, still like very annoyed by it because my boss went to Hawaii on vacation last week. So he wasn't there while I was working and it was nice, but now he's back. So I'm like, cool. (laughs) Yay. But nothing substantial. Like I said, you know, we did, we did the D and D thing and that was, that's probably the most that's happened this week for me um 
yeah, I got I got nothing to report. Nothing nothing special on my end. So that's that. I know that I'm excited about Overwatch next week, so I'll be able to talk about that at least. Which yeah. I know that I've talked about. I, you know, of course I play Fall Guys and whatnot, but Fall Guys has been very strange because, um. It's it's so they did an event here last um, a week ago. No, yeah, about a week ago. Um, there's okay, a little bit of backstory. If you don't know who Hatsune Miku is, Hatsune Miku is a what's called a Vocaloid. It is an animated pop star. Think gorillas, but pop music. But what makes a Vocaloid different than let's say gorillas is that all the music done via a Vocaloid is all done in a computer. Every bit of it. The music, the voice, everything done in the computer. That's not the case with Gorillaz. Gorillaz has like a full band. You know, they swap people out all the fucking time because they can. Um, generally speaking, have mostly the same people, but you know, you know how it is. Uh, but yeah, Vocaloid is just that. It's it's all digital, 100%. But it's she's a pop star and she's extremely popular, especially in Japan. Um, with that being said, uh, Fall Guys had a little collaboration with her, where she's uh, she had a, she had a skin in the in the Fame Pass, which is basically the same thing as a Battle Pass, um, and she had a purchasable skin in the in the uh, in the store, um, plus an an, an emote which I actually have equipped, but I have equipped because people find it annoying. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to use it all the time then because I don't find it as annoying as you do. So go fuck yourself. Um, uh, but what they did was for this event, it's, it's, you had 10 days, which is insanely long for an event, to accomplish 10 tasks or 10 objectives. I got those done in an hour. I'm not even kidding. Like, maybe a little bit more than an hour, but I got it done pretty quick. And, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, because we were talking about that, and you said there's a new event. I was like, yep, already done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was super easy. Which, it, that's what kills me that it's fucking five days, like, or uh, ten days, I mean. Yeah, because most events are three to four. Yeah. Um, but what makes it even worse in the fact that it's five days, or ten days long, keep saying five, that it's ten days long is they've... They changed the maps. Um, they upgrade or updated them to have leaks and uh, glow sticks all over the map. The glow sticks look like fucking lightsabers, and the leaks look like fucking onions. But that's besides the point, or green onions, I should say, spring onions, whatever. But anyway, um, they uh, they're all over the maps, and you can collect them. But I'm already done, so now I have to play this. Now I have to play the game for a remainder of nine days. With all this shit all over the map, and they've limited the number of maps that come in and out because there's mm -hmm. only a, a number of maps that have those those things on them. So now the game gets stagnant because we don't have enough variety, and it's just it's the weirdest fucking choice that they did that. Instead of having its own game style, own game type that you play to collect this shit, they were like, "We're gonna make the regular modes changed." And it's just like, don't guys, don't do this again. This is a really bad choice, or make it shorter at least. Yeah, there's an event coming up that I'm kind of looking forward to. That's uh, I told you about yesterday, or the, no Tuesday, 
that's going to make it like super. It's it's a very hard challenge. For a pretty cool, pretty cool skin. Did I show you the skin? You did. Yeah, it's like a space pirate. Yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, you have to win every game type. It looks like. But yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's a developer making a very strange choice. Um, with their game, which I've done, I've been there so many fucking times. It's not even funny. Oh, there was a leaked, uh, limited time event coming out later this month, Maya, or oh, sorry, yeah. later in October. Um, the game type sweet thieves is having a, a new map being added to the game. Oh, it's all Halloween based. Oh, hoo -hoo. And you have to carry eyes to the goal. Like, they look like little eyeballs. Instead of candies, they look like eyeballs. Yep. Um, I thought they were going to be pumpkins, but I'll take eyeballs. Uh, but the whole map looks uh, Halloween-themed. And it has, like, a new new music added to it. So, Well, that's cool. And I like Sweet Thieves quite a bit, so I'm, I'm okay with this. But uh, Yeah, I spent some time this morning playing the uh, Tiptoe Tournament. Yeah, not the world's biggest fan of that one. I can do the the fucking uh, the one that's out right now, the um, Rhinos one. I can do that one pretty well. I won I like five or six crowns this morning doing well, they have, the tournament. They have a, an event today. It's it's more of an objective event than it is like. Well, I guess not objective event. It's a uh, I don't know what to call it because it's in it's in the objectives tab, but it's not in the event tab. Oh, uh, the uh, it's like a shard event. Like you get a bunch yeah. of shards for completing things. Yeah, it's basically you know just keep playing fucking rounds and rounds, and they've got it uh -huh. like staggered in increments. So I think the the top one is like play 150 rounds, and I've already got like 40 some, almost 50 rounds in just yeah. this morning. So it's probably what I'll do later this afternoon is play that some more. Oh. I did the math on something. I forgot. I don't know why. I just now rem remembered this. Um, so you know how you can do a tier skip in the the fame pass? Uh, yeah, but I've never done it. But yes, I'm well, aware. I I don't do it either. It's a fucking waste of money. Um, just play the fucking game. Why like why why ruin a a, a reason to play the game? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but I did the math, and if you wanted a tier skip after buying the battle pass for ten or sorry the fame pass for ten bucks. It would cost you almost two thousand dollars to fame skip all the way to two hundred. Jesus, mm -hmm. because it's a hundred, it's a hundred show bucks per skip. Um, but if you do like thirty at one time, you get a small discount. So I think it's it's. Uh, how many show bucks was that? It was like $50 worth of show bucks to do 30 levels or some shit like that. That's ridiculous. And so, yeah, I was like, I tried to do the math. I'm probably wrong. But anyway, yeah, it was, it's, it's not cheap to fucking fame. It's, but that's epic for you. That's epic games. You know, they, they make all their games free to play and then microtransaction the shit out of them. Like we got word yesterday from a, from a leak that we're going to have an entire He-Man uh, skin pack. 
Nice. Probably two different ones. Um, so the, 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 we're getting a lot of shit with that too. Uh, we're getting six skins, one emote, six nameplates, three patterns, one celebration, and seven nicknames. And it's going to come with a, uh, uh, an event where you're going to have to collect the, oh, the, the power swords or the ram staff. Yep. Um, so the, the, uh, the emote is this. Skeletor laughing. Yep. Uh, it's literally called Skeletor's Cackle is the emote. Um, oh, that's awesome. So that's that's an immediate purchase. But you want to know this. Here's the skins. Battle Cat. He-Man. Orko. Prince of Eternia. Skeletor. And Tila. Orko over Man-at-Arms? You know, <laughs> sometimes... These developers make these strangest choices with skin packs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that Orko's there, and I want so bad for Orko to be floating. Like, yeah, like having an invisible bottom. Well, the the genie mm-hmm. has invisible feet, right? Because mm-hmm. he's floating. You could do that with Orko very fucking easily. Yeah. So I need that in my life, and I'd love to have a whole squad of Orkos. That'd be hilarious. Um. Uh. Or just like a whole crew of, of Prince of Eternity, or just Prince Adam, um, with the fucking bowl cut. And like the entire time I just play the, the song um from that meme. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So okay, here now that that that's what he leaked yesterday. This guy leaked that yesterday. Here's the other leak he has a Doctor Who cosmetics skin uh, pack. There are three skins, one emote, three nameplates, and three nicknames. The emote is the sonic screwdriver, which makes perfect fucking sense. Um, here's what that looks like. Oops, hold on. That's cool. So, with that being said, the skins are a Dalek. Love that. Fucking love that. The fourth doctor and the thirteenth doctor. That's oh, it. so they got Jody. Yep. Which again, if they're doing that pack here soon, makes perfect sense considering this upcoming season is Jody's last season. Well, no, they've already done her last season. There's oh, she's a, already she's already regenerated. No, there's one more special where she's going to regenerate into the uh. new doctor. Okay. I mean, you have to keep in mind, Mediatonic is a British company, and like Doctor Who is arguably their biggest sci-fi franchise. Doctor Who, Doctor Who to Britain is like Gundam to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars to the U.S. Uh, but yeah. So letter Kenny to Canada. (laughs) You. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
the other reason I mentioned this is because, like I said, one of the cosmetics is a Dalek, and I need I need in my life four or three other players to be dressing as the Dalek, and we just go around the map eliminating people. <laughs> and every time, every time, you know what you have to say. Exterminate. Exterminate. Oh. Exterminate. Oh, man, I'm so fucking excited about those two packs. Need to get caught up on Doctor Who. Yeah, I really fucking do, too. So, oh, shit. Oh. Oh, oh, on the 25th, he, he leaked. Um, oh, he leaked more about the fucking Eternia event, is what it's called. Okay, hang on. Wow. So, Masters of the Universe cross Fall Guys. A live event has been confirmed and will include a collection of event. A bunch of new strings were also added to this update. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, collect Swords of Power, collect Havoc Staffs, collect any artifacts in race rounds, collect any artifacts in survival rounds, collect any artifacts, collect Swords of Power, collect Havoc Staffs, collect any artifacts in race rounds, collecting artifacts in survival rounds. So there's like, and you have to collect a lot, like the, the number isn't there. But what fucking object you get with that? Wow, the thing says Eternian magic has, has has is leaking into Fall Guys arena. Collect the magic weapons to win Snarftastic rewards. Snarftastic? Did it say Snarftastic? Snarf is from the Thundercats. I dude, I I that's what it says. Snarftastic. Snarf was Lionel's fucking cat. I'm I'm fully aware. I I read it verbatim. So. Uh, the power of Bean Skull resides in the Fall Guys arena. Collect the magic weapons in all our main shows to help save Eternia and win a hero's reward. Something is stirring in the magical lands of Eternia. It's our He-Man special event. Help steam, help stem the flow of magic and earn a hero's reward. Hurry and collect the magic weapons in all our main shows before time runs out. Help save Eternia and earn a hero's reward. You have the power to head on over to the store page and pick up some exclusive Masters of the Universe cosmetic bumbles. Snarftastic. Uh, yeah, wow. Hmm. Why does it say Snarftastic? I don't know. That's like, are they going to have an upcoming Thundercats thing too? One can hope. Anyway, we've wasted a lot of time talking about Fall Guys, and I'm sure our audience is going, okay, and um, so uh, let's go ahead and head over to our reviews. If you're curious what we're reviewing today, uh, you didn't listen to the last couple weeks, um, we're going to be reviewing Episode 5 of Rings of Power, Episode 6 of House of the Dragon, Episode 7 of She-Hulk, and Episode 4 of Andor. We're going to start it off on Rings of Power, Episode 5. Yes, yes. <laughs> what was that? I went to close an app and I didn't realize the audio was still up, so that's on me. It is. All right. So, episode five of The Rings of Power was titled Partings. And just reading the rundown here, uh, recapped in Wikipedia. Uh, while protecting Nori and the other Harfoots from a 
a wolf pack, the stranger's use of magic injures his own arm. As he heals it using conjured ice, Nori attempts to help him, but accidentally connects to his mind, blasting and frightening her away with a shockwave. In Numenor, Galadriel convinces Halbrand to join the expedition to Middle-earth after retelling her battles and losses against Sauron. At the same time, Kamen, the son of Farazhan, attempts to destroy the expedition ships, believing Galadriel and Muriel will take the fall and allow Farazhan to rise to power with the people's support. However, he's caught by a Sildur who is rewarded with a spot on the expedition crew. In Linden, Gil-galad uh, reveals to Elrond his knowledge of and the intention to use the Dwarvish Mithril to extend the existence of the Elves. Elrond admits this discovery to Durin, and they return to Khazad-dûm to try to convince King Durin. In the Southlands, half of the townspeople cave into Adar's demands to join him, believing him to be Sauron. Theo shows the broken sword to Arondir, who realizes it's a key to help warp the Southlands into Sauron's realm of evil. Uh, seeing their watchtower as a target, the remaining townspeople prepare for battle against the approaching orc army. So. There's a lot that happened. <laughs> a lot happened, yes. Um, I want to say first and foremost, like this show is definitely coming into its own. Uh, almost to the extent that you wouldn't have to have prior knowledge of Lord of the Rings to enjoy this. Um, no, not at all. In fact, what I did this past week, I went back and rewatched the three Lord of the Rings movies. And yeah, there's a couple of things that are mentioned in them that I've, you know, just accepted and never had like a visual. Uh, reference from prior films or, or you know prior films that weren't you know what I'm saying yeah I got you uh, there's there's some callbacks uh, the, the uh, references uh, that tie these movies in a little bit better there's things that are mentioned like you know uh, I'm trying to watch the Hobbit trilogy now but that's a hard watch compared to the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I get I get where you're coming from with that, but it's it's yeah I don't know I don't know I didn't find it as 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 bad as a lot of people did, but then again, I have a lot more patience for certain things. So. But yeah, this show is it's like you said you don't have to have that prior knowledge. You can enjoy it for what it is. It's cool to see you know, Gladriel and her journey. It's cool to see Elrond and his relationship with Durin. Um, you know, it, it's cool I, to I, see the discovery of Mithril and the end of the... This is basically the ending of the Second Age getting ready to carry over into the start of the Third Age. Right. Uh, you know, and the movies, they were the end of the Third Age and they end as the start of the fourth age is happening you know so we're getting to see some gaps bridged yeah um <laughs> i could watch fucking durin and and elrond a show exclusively about them like nobody else is in the show nobody else matters it's just those two and i'd fucking enjoy the hell out of it 
like they're just so fucking fascinating to like their friendship is awesome i don't know big fan of that yeah 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 their rapport is just wonderful like when they're having the the dinner around the table and Duran's like, oh, where'd you get this slab? You know, he's like, oh, we got it from so-and-so. He's like, oh, it's a shame. This is, you know, we we hold these uh, these types of minerals sacred. And he basically feeds him a bullshit story to con him out of his table. I like 100% <laughs> knew it was bullshit when he started saying it. But I was like, I was like, like, are the elves going to believe him? But it was like, whether or not they believe him is it is it doesn't matter. Because, you know, they're trying to they're trying to keep this this pact because they need Mithril. So, you know, it's just I fucking dead love it. I'd say the stuff that's happening in Numenor, it was a little bit more interesting this this episode than last episode. But for the most part, it's it's. It's not the most interesting part of the show. Um, I'd argue that the humans dealing with the direct threat of uh, of um, orcs coming at them is more fascinating, personally. Dead air. <laughs> Sorry. You all right over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I... Uh... What I find the, uh, you know, I, I think the 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 least interesting aspect, in my opinion, so far has been the people of the Southlands at the Watchtower. You know, uh, and the whole Adar, uh, who he is. You know, I don't think he's Sauron. Oh, no, 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 I don't either. Not by any stretch of the imagination. No, it doesn't make any sense. But, but um, that's the least interesting storyline to me, but it's not boring. I don't find it to be a bad storyline. That's the thing. I'm enjoying all aspects of the show. That's just the one that's interesting me the least. It was interesting to me the least when um, when it was started, uh, but now where it's at, like when those people leave the tower and they meet Adar, and Adar's like, "Like you're not fucking following me. I'm gonna kill you all first, but let's see how. Let's play with this, right? Like that shit was fucking interesting, and it got me." Um, but Numenor was always just kind of like very bureaucratic. Everything going with Gladriel was very bureaucratic. And I was like, that's a little boring. Like it gets a little boring or they introduce characters that don't, you don't really know who they are or why they're important. And then like a line is said, and you're like, okay, gotcha. You could have, you could have made that clear earlier, but you just wanted the scene to go Hold on. All right. <laughs> like uh, the advisor guy and his son. Yeah. Fair as on. Yeah, Farazan. I'm like, could it could have made it clear that he was the fucking advisor when he was first introduced, but I suppose not. We're just gonna go this way. But yeah, they're off, and I'm I'm interested on where they're gonna go in that regard. 
So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else happens in the episode uh, that I can that we can touch on. Because by far, by, again, by far, my favorite thing is is Elrond and, and Durin. Yeah, by a country mile, I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of them. Well, oh, the the, the, the Harfoots. We could talk about I, I was. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, who were those three people that showed up at the impact crater from the stranger landing? Uh, do you think they are like a, a cult trying to uh, find Sauron? Not Sauron, but um, Sauron, maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm hoping that we see more of that, though, in the next upcoming episode to give us a little more context and maybe a glimpse into who they might be. It was very uh, curious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Yeah, we got very little of them, but I think that's the point. You know, we're not we're not meant to know who they are yet. Um. Yeah, and uh, I like how the Harfoots are starting to accept Meteor Man. <laughs> but uh, the Meteor Man still love to know who that who that is. I mean, he's obviously a wizard. That much is clear. Because I, I know that last week I said, "Oh, what if he's not a wizard?" But like him doing magic this week, he's a wizard. Yeah, but is he one of the three named wizards, or is he one of the blue wizards? He's going to have to be one of the named wizards, because that's... that's uh, It would be weird if he was a blue wizard, since they're, you know, like, not fucking well-known in the, in the movies. Uh, the hell, they're not really well-known in the books, either. Well, the reason I say in the movies is because I don't I don't remember a line that mentions the blue wizards. They probably they do it. Like... They do in the Hobbit in the first Hobbit movie. Okay. Uh, when uh, Bilbo asks, asks Gandalf uh, uh, about how many wizards there were, and he's like, "There's five of us. There's Saruman, the head of our order. There's me. There's Radagast the Brown." And there's the two blue wizards, but I don't remember their names. Hendo and Bilbo says, so this Radagast, is he a great wizard or is he more like you? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh... <clears throat> when we played, there was a game that came out that was Lord of the Rings. It was like, a, it was kind of like League of Legends, but Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the fucking full name of it. But you could play as Radagast, and uh, our friend Andy would just always call him Bird Shit Face because he had Bird Shit on his face, like yeah. running down the side of his face. So, um, but yeah, like I, th I think he's one of the named wizards. Like it's to me, he's either Gandalf or sorry, one of the more two. than more than likely. Um, it, it, he might be. There's a chance he might be Radagast, but I feel like the, the, like the writers are going to go with the more obvious, and he's Gandalf. So, which will piss off a lot of the book fanboys. But you, people got to remember, this is a prequel to the movies, not the books. The biggest yeah. reason is that is that the fucking uh, um, they don't have the rats to the Cimmerillion. right? 
So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and give it a grade, and we'll move on. Well, I'll give this episode an A. It was quite good. Uh, very solid, very entertaining uh, from beginning to end. Uh you know, it, it leaves me wanting more. I can't wait. Uh, we only have three more episodes in this season, which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> because oh yeah, it's only eight. there's a there's a lot of moving parts. Um, a lot, uh, and to fit in these episodes, uh, but they're doing it well. They're structuring it well. It's well paced, beautifully shot, wonderfully acted. You know, it's consistent. It's it seems to be getting better with each entry. Uh, you know, and that's I I highly recommend it. Well, what do you think? Um, I mirror your grade for sure. Um, you know, I I think that I want to make it clear that when I say like something is less interesting than the other, none of it is uninteresting. Yeah, um, I, I also say that that's like. If there's a dialogue scene with Gladriel and the the, the, the queen of Numenor, is it a queen? Muriel. Well, Muriel. she's 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 the acting queen, but her father was the king, and she That's basically right, yes. is acting in his or ruling in his stead. Right. Um, the when they're talking about things, like I'm paying attention, but I'm definitely not looking at the TV. I'm looking at my phone, um, and I think that's just because like nothing's really going on but acting. And I'm already confident of everybody's acting skills in the show. Like, fucking through the roof. I've watched it enough to know I don't need to look at the screen to be like, they're acting really well. Um, but, uh, and then there are some, like, side stories that I'm just like, I get you want me to know of these characters. Because they're going to be important later. But their story right now seems unimportant. Like, the kid um, who fucked up holding the rope and then was kicked out of the 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 navy army whatever Isildur um, Isildur yeah which i recognize the name but it's not the same as Isildur there's no way that it can be can it yeah it's the same as Isildur are you how did the ring just make him live that long what do you mean isn't Isildur the one who found the the one ring and then kept it for like a really long time until it fell into the river and then that's when uh, Bilbo found it? No. Or am I thinking of a different character? Gollum had it. Not Bilbo. I'm sorry. Um, Isildur was the one who actually cuts yeah, Bilbo. the ring. Isildur is the one who cuts the ring off of Sauron's hand. And he and... Uh, he and Elrond go into the fires of Mount Doom, and Elrond right. is telling him to cast it into the fire. Right. Isildur says no, and he keeps it for himself. Here's my question. Here's my question. This show takes place a couple thousand years before the Fellowship. So my mm-hmm. question is: is how how many years? between fellowship and Sauron's hand getting cut off like how many years between those 3000 okay um okay and so Isildur, Isildur drops it into the river 
and then uh, Gollum finds it later, like yeah, five, seven, uh, like, millennia of year uh, later. Yeah, like twenty five hundred years later, because Gollum has it for roughly five hundred years. Okay, got it. Understood. Well, that timeline was not sunk into my head. I was like, "That's no way. That's the same as Sildur. That's got to be like Sildur's grandfather or some shit." And then the one we see in the movies is is okay. No, that tracks. That fit. That fits. Got it. Well, that makes things a little bit <laughs> more important for the character. Um, his story is still a little a little lackluster. Not gonna lie, it's still like okay. All right, we got we got to know who he is because it's going to be important later. We know the importance, at least you know. Because I that that was my thought process. By the way, I was like I was like I recognize the name, I know the character, but is it the same character? Because that's the thing. Like we're you know we're getting into we're going to talk next about House of the Dragon, and a lot of the characters in that are like the first generation of the character that we know that does some shit later. And so I thought maybe it was the same thing, the same idea, but clearly not. So, anyway. Um, Speaking of House of the Dragon. Yeah, move right along. Episode 6, this one was titled The Princess and the Queen. And we've got a, not a one or a two year time jump, but a full on 10 year time jump. Uh, with new actors recast in just about every role. Did you see the showrunner talk about how this is that's the last time jump we're getting? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I did. I know there are people that are upset because they recast uh, Rhaenyra. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm like, you know... She's the actress herself is 20 years old and she was portraying a 15 to a 17 year old. She could pull that off. Now the other actress that is in the role is playing a 27 to 30 year old and on up. And she is actually 30 years old and they resemble each other enough. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have any but, problems with it. My 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 dad was saying that um like the characters are supposed to be the same age between her and Allison, right? And uh at least that's how I understand it is that Renera and Allison are the same age. Um maybe but, a year or two years difference at max. But they were both teenagers in the first five episodes. Right. Um in uh Apparently, the age difference between the actress who plays Alicent and the actress who plays Renera in this episode is a seven-year difference, age-wise. Mm. Um, but the woman that plays Alicent is is older than the woman that plays Renera. Mm-hmm. But when you look at them, Renera looks more aged than Alicent, and I think that that's intentional. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Um, because I believe that Renera's life is a lot more stressful than Allison's. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very clever choice on their part, port, part to make 
her look more aged just because of the stress. And my dad on the other hand, he was just like, it doesn't make any sense. They're supposed to be the same age, but they look different. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's on purpose. But um, yeah, we get to see also like a lot of the babies. They're, they're now, you know, young teenagers. Well, some of them are, some, some of, of them, them are, some of them are less than 10 years old. Yeah. Well, let's read the rundown route fast. Yeah, go ahead. So, sorry. 10 years later, Rhaenyra has given birth to three boys, Jaceris, Luceris, and Joffrey, who all lack the silver hair of the Targaryens and Valerians. Viserys rejects Alicent's accusation that the children are bastards. Uh, and also, King Viserys now missing an arm and a lot of hair, and it's even more covered in pustules and just disgusting and gross. Ugh. Um, missing a whole ass arm now. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see his ass, but I saw he was missing his arm. I don't know about his ass arm. Um, let's see. Uh, Alicent tells Aegon that he must eventually fight Rhaenyra for the throne. Aegon being played by David Tennant's son, by the way. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damon and Lena visit Pentos with their daughters Bela and Reyna, where the Prince of Pentos offers a lordship in exchange for an alliance against a resurgent triarchy. Unable to give birth, Lena has her dragon, Vagar Incinerator. Uh, Sir Criston, now loyal to Alicent, goads Sir Harwin into attacking him by insinuating that Harwin fathered Jaceris, perpetuating rumors of Rhaenyra's infidelity with Harwin. In response, Rhaenyra proposes Jaceris marry Helena, Alicent's daughter, which Alicent rejects, and Sir Lionel Strong offers his resignation as Hand of the King, which Viserys rejects. Viserys permits Lionel to escort Harwin back to Harrenhal. Harwin leaves after an emotional farewell to Rhaenyra and her children. Rhaenyra moves her household to Dragonstone, including Laner's lover, Sir Carl Corey. Um, Alicent confides to Laris Strong that she wishes her father was still the king's hand, so Laris helps her by having criminals cause a fire at Harrenhal that kills Lionel and Harwin, shocking Alicent. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot happened. A lot happened, and just holy real shit, bad, real bad shit went down, and it's it's not going to get any better. It's going, in fact, it's probably going to get worse here soon. Yeah, Sir Kristen, you know you liked him, or at least you're supposed to like him in the first five episodes. You know he's presented as this strong, likable character, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh fuck this asshole. Oh, he got that's, his little heart broken. Now that's Game of Thrones asshole. for you, though. That's yeah. Game of Thrones for you. Like that's that from you know, like from what I remember, is a common thing that happens. You know, in with all these characters, like you, you really like one, and then they do some fucked up shit, and you're just like, oh, okay. Well, I'd like you to die now, um, or some something real fucking bad happened to you. But it's like every time you want a character to get their comeuppance, you know. A character that you like doesn't get, the, you know, like they get their comeuppance, but it wasn't deserved. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this show. So my, my favorite thing about Game of Thrones, unless it's like I said about the Lord of the Rings show, um, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's even kind of connected to Game of Thrones. We, we know it is because of the characters and the last names and all that shit. But 
Um, it really feels like its own thing, especially this episode. Like it, it it's. I don't want to say like it's more fun, but it's definitely feels more. I'll put it this way. I'll make I'll make it this clear. My dad has never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, and he really fucking enjoys this show. Mm-hmm. So, if you're sitting there thinking like I don't want to watch it because the 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 bad taste that Game of Thrones left in my mouth at the last season, and and I don't really like it. Doesn't matter. Really doesn't fucking matter. Ignore all that. Forget it if you want to. The show does its own thing and becomes its own thing, and it's great for it. At first, I wasn't sure, but I'm confident now that the show not only wants to be recognized that it's as its own thing, but it also deserves to be recognized as its own thing. Just exists within the universe, that's all. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... it's Damon is such a fascinating character to me. Because a Matt Smith isn't a phenomenal fucking actor, but uh, he fluctuates from like a guy that you actually want to see do good things and you want him to be a good character to like I want him to get his fucking head cut off and then it's back up again. This episode was back up. Like I didn't want bad things for Damon in this episode. Like last episode, sure he was an absolute piece of shit. But, you know, like when his, when his wife, I don't remember her name, fucking Dracarishes herself. Lena. Lena. I felt bad for Damon. Like, that's not what he wanted. So, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, if you agree with me on that, but. Well, um, I wanted to see. Uh, I'm interested to see where his story is going. Oh, absolutely. Um, because he's obviously in the past 10 years had a fall from grace. And, you know, his wife was commenting how they were travelers uh, and didn't even want to entertain this offer of land and titles. Uh, and he seems to be considering it but he's also you know it appear it appears he's uh holds one daughter in very high esteem because she has her own dragon and she can command it but his other daughter he's very neglectful neglectful and almost resentful of because she doesn't have a dragon uh yet Right. And it's just like she's almost an afterthought. So I'm interested to see, you know, and he's got this obsession. He's pouring over books and maps and, you know, what have you. He's not obsessed with, you know, well, you are the prince and the former heir to the throne and now you're not. He doesn't seem to be obsessed with that anymore. Uh, I think... I think one of the things in regards to that was we got to see what kind of character he can be, but now we're going to get to see what kind of character he is. And I mean that in, in the context of, we know this is the last time jump, right? 
mm-hmm. um, or at least significant time jump, I should say. Um, you know, we might have like a month time jump at, at, at the most, but that's not enough to change an entire character. You know, yeah. we, we saw what he was over two years. Then we did a fucking 10 year time jump and he was a different person, which people are people change within 10 years. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. you know, become, you know, whatever. So my, my fascination is like, does he still have those conquering things in his brain? Or is he going to become more of an ally? Like, I'm super fucking fascinated with that. But. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really digging this show now. Uh, trying to think of other characters. Do you think we're going to get the death of the king at the end of the season? Or earlier than that? I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. It's probably looking at the names of the episodes. The next one's titled Driftmark. Then there's Lord of the Tides. Then there's the Green Council. And then the last episode for the season is called The Black Queen. Ooh. That last episode title sounds awesome. Sounds very foreboding, and it sounds oh. like it sounds like, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if 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 he when he does die, it'll probably be the tenth episode, or the ninth episode leading into the tenth. Yeah. The Green Council that seems to allude to uh, the High Towers, because green is their call to war. Uh, the color okay. of their banner to call a war. Uh, so you know it's it's interesting to see where this stuff's going. I know Allison. You know I liked her early on, and I definitely don't like her now. I don't know that I dislike her, but I'm definitely of the in the mindset of like she's definitely playing the Game of Thrones. Um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Maya. You should be. You should be very sorry. You uh, you go to the corner and you think about what you did. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, I don't. I don't hate Allison. I just because that's the thing about Game of Thrones. Like, any character can kind of become a piece of shit. The only that's true. The only characters that didn't really become pieces of shit in the original show were the Starks, you know. Um, well, Sansa was a fucking cunt. Yes, yes, she was. I kind of forgot about Sansa, but I couldn't stand her. But I think Allison, you know, being much much older and kind of seeing everything from the seat of, of royalty where that wasn't the case when she was younger, you know, she, she understands how the game has to be played. She understands what is required in the seat of power. And so I can't falter for that. No, I can still dislike her for it though. I mean, yeah, I I suppose so, but, uh, 
Anyway, let's give the episode a grade and, and uh, let's move on. We've still got two more things to talk about. I know, I know. Uh, what, what grade would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a, a solid A. Um, fascinated all the way through. Even the scenes where it was just two characters talking in somewhat code, like between um, uh, Renera and her husband, who I can't remember his name. Lenor. Lenor, yeah. Um, like that scene, I was like, yes, this is so interesting. It's just so fascinating. Um, so I can't, you know, I, there's no faults in the show from this episode. We get a proper, like, I guess, villain, you could say, uh, at the end of the episode. So like, I'm, I'm for this shit. Like I have zero idea what's going to happen next. And I love that. Uh, like, I hate when shows telegraph things and this show is not telegraphing a fucking thing. And I have no idea what's coming next. So I'm, I'm. I'm very excited for the next episode. And again, I want to make it as crystal clear to anybody listening to this podcast who has not watched this show yet. Like, check it out. Honestly, it is it is genuinely good. It's not if you're worried about it because of the bad taste in your mouth. Don't worry. Do not worry. Not only does this show become its own story, but it has zero connection to the original one. And this show is filmed differently than that one, too. Like, it has different cuts and different, like, directorial styles. Like, don't sleep on it. You will regret it if you sleep on it. Yeah, but yeah. What about you? Oh, I give it an A. Uh, solid, solid fucking entry. A uh, little bit of uh, new characters. Uh, you know, like, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch the other episodes. I'm sure he was mentioned. I just don't remember him. Uh, Harwin Strong uh, in prior episodes. Uh, but it's obvious that he and Rhaenyra had children together. Uh, and now he's no more. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's intriguing and it's fascinating to watch to see how everything develops and how the relationships uh, between everything develop, uh, between everybody, how they're evolving and devolving. Uh, it's fascinating stuff to watch. And I'm, 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 I'm in it. In fact, you know, I'm probably, I'm, I know I mentioned this last week, but it, it makes me want to go back and watch the original series again. Uh, which... Not to see how they tie together, because obviously they're not going to tie together, uh, like, directly in that sense of, oh, well, it's just more for, to see if they're, uh, personal curiosity to see what references are relevant, you know, that kind of thing, pick up on some lore. I know this is its own separate thing, but I'm sure there's something there. There's got to be some connective tissue there somewhere. I was going to say, I remember a lot of, like, names. Like, I remember Aegon. I remember, um, uh, like, Joffrey was named after a Targaryen, uh, which is weird, considering that it was a Bannister, a Bannister, a... Um, Lannister. La- uh, no, no, no. Um, Baratheon and a Lannister kid. Technically. Yeah. Technically a full Lannister kid, but you know what I mean. They didn't know that. Uh, well, two of them knew it. 
anyway, um, uh, so there's a lot of that I remember, but outside of that, like this, t- this is so, this is so divorced, yeah. so divorced from the original show. So, but yeah, if you watch it again, let me know. I don't have the fucking time or energy to, <laughs> but, uh, all right. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, um, and Andor. Andor episode four. Yeah. So this one, uh, this one starts out with uh, Cassian and uh, what's his name? Stellan Starsgard. Starsgard is the actor. Um, yeah, Luthen. Luthen, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a write-up in Wikipedia on this one for some reason. Uh, I'm pulling um, up the um, the very brief one on uh, IMDb real quick. Okay. I'm already here. The episode is called Al- Aldani. Aldani. Um, wow, the synopsis is real short. Out of options, Cassian is recruited for a dangerous mission to infiltrate an Imperial garrison. That talks about only him. Yeah. Because there are other characters that I like, dude. Okay. First and foremost, the fucking officer that fucked up and like that. I don't remember the, the group that he's on or the. It's like a police. The, pre, the, pre, the Preox Morlana authority. That's right. Preox Morlana. That character, fucking follow him the whole season. Make oh, another show if you have to. Cyril Karn. The one that, the one that his superior told him, sweep this under the rug. It was uh, they picked yep. a fight, they got killed. Sweep it under the rug, and he's like opening up that investigation into it anyway. And that fucked him so hard, and I want his character's journey. Like Andor's fucking fascinating, and now Stellan Skarsgård's character fucking fascinating. I think Stellan's character is going to get killed. Oh yeah, I think absolutely. He's die. Um. But like that that officer, you know, we see him just absolutely defeated and dejected, and he is he he doesn't know what to think, and he has to go back and live with his mom because the imperial fucking security, uh, the fuck I the ISB, Imperial Security Bureau. Yeah, yeah, I um, think it was is now up his fucking asshole so high he can't make a move without being seen. Is he going to join the rebels? Is he going to be a defector? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fascinating to see because, you know, I mean, we're we're seeing the the earliest days of the rebellion, you know, coming together. You know, we see it uh, we see a bit of it in Rogue One, and we see how in Rogue One there are factions of the Rebellion that are splintered. They they aren't all on the same page yet. You know, by Return of the Jedi, they're all on the same page. Well, this is the early days, and they mentioned the factions in this episode, talking about Saw Gerrera's faction, talking about... Uh, three others were mentioned, and I don't remember what names they were. But we see Mon Mothma in this for the first time. Uh, 
was the last time we saw her? Was it Revenge of the Sith? Well, Rogue oh, One. No. She was in Rogue One. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, like, I was like, no, we saw her, like, obviously, in continuity-wise, the last place we see her is Return of the Jedi. But um, no, I was talking. Yeah, I was talking about when. Yeah, it's Rogue One. So anyway, moving on. Um, but in this, you know, we see her go to an art gallery of an art dealer. Well, it just so happens, Luthen, this recruiter for the rebellion, has this whole persona. He's like an art uh, dealer. And, you know, he is, uh, he is dealing in art while also telling Mon Mothma, hey, your funding needs to come through on this operation. You know, I've got this, I've got this big job, you know, we're going to hit the payroll of an entire sector of an imperial, uh, sector. You know, he's, he's got. Cassian going to pay him 200,000 credits to rob the payroll sector, uh, the payroll of the entire sector, and putting him on this team blindly with like less than five days before they do this job, to which this team is not happy about. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. I like that she, you know, she's that scene with them in the um, in the museum, and uh, he's playing a role. They go to the back and drop fucking characters immediately to, to to secretly talk. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know who the fuck is a spy and who's not. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Yes, God, yes, give that to me. And then we're introduced to her husband. And how her husband's like really chummy chum with imperial scum. I I also think that he's a spy. Wouldn't that be a twist? It's interesting stuff. I really like this fucking cloak and dagger type of shit from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the stuff that you and I have been talking about for a long time that Star Wars needs to do. Um, when they... When they do things that just don't feel as fun, you know, with like, you know, we talked about Book of Boba Fett. We both enjoyed Book of Boba Fett, but there was also the problem that it was still super hardcore connected to um, the the Skywalkers. Uh, or at least the Skywalker saga. It was still it was still hardcore, you know, connected to that. And the biggest problem that Book of Boba Fett had was its ending, or at least close to its ending, by having an entire episode one of season three of The Mandalorian. What makes Andor feel so special is, is it in the middle of the Skywalker saga? Yes. But is it a whole bunch of new characters we've never met before with entirely new angles in order to take a, a story and these characters through yes and this is what you and i have been wanting for a long time mm-hmm. so i am like i'm so in love with this fucking show it's not like this episode gets an a plus oh yeah yeah 
It's but. very good. It's very good. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, well, like I said, this whole this whole cloak and dagger shit, just fucking, I really dig it. And you know, um, so far, it doesn't look like we'll see him go back to visit uh, the world that he was on. Uh, so we might not see those characters anymore, maybe in flashback. But, you know, the uh, the ISB officer, what was her name? Um, Miro? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deidre Miro. She's a supervisor for the Imperial Security Bureau. Um, her character is very interesting. I'm like, hmm, this ISB seems pretty cool. This is a new angle of the fucking Empire that I've never seen. We've never seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I'm so in love with this fucking show. It's naughty. It's not even funny. We're getting 12 of these motherfuckers. Like, yeah, we're four in, but we got eight more. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and this episode was 49 minutes long. Yeah. This is going to be a long, like, ah, oh, God, this show's good. You know what's really funny, though, is that watching this with my dad, who loves Star Trek, but he doesn't remember half of the shit that we do or have the knowledge that we do. So when they're like, blah, 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 Scarif, you know, um, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and dad's like, what was what was the significance of that? And I'm like, that's the planet he dies on in Rogue One. <laughs> like, that's the planet he gets hit with a milder version of the Death Star laser. And he was like, oh. It was only a one reactor target. Uh, one reactor uh, fire. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Instead of the full force. So it was like a nuke. <clears throat> Close range nuke. Um, the, uh, the other thing was like when Mon, when Mon Mothma was on screen... I was always like, woo, yay, because, you know, I know who she is. You know, she's, a, she's an important figure when it comes to the rebel cause. And she's the actual leader of the rebels uh, when they're all unified. Right. Because um, she's also in, she's not only in Rogue One, but she's also in uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was telling my dad that, and he was just like, I don't remember her character at all. And I was like, okay. You've watched the exact same movies I have. Though he hasn't watched the new three. I think he might have seen Force Awakens, but that's it. Which is weird to me, because I'm like, mm, I feel like you'd like them, but whatever. Uh, yeah, enjoying the hell out of the show. I can't, I can't say enough kind things about it. Yeah, I absolutely give this episode an, uh, an, an A as well. Uh, actually, I'm for still in Skarsgård. And his character and just how commanding he is in the scenes alone, you know, bumps it up to an A plus. Yeah. He's just he's fucking phenomenal. That's why I'm going A plus. Like like I can't wait for next week. My dad and I were actually disappointed it wasn't doing three a week. <laughs> yeah, I kinda wish they would do that. But you know, hey, gives us something to to review every week. Look forward to every week. You know? Yeah. 
Granted, it's an hour of our life every week, but it's something that I'm excited to watch. So, yeah, absolutely, Gen- genuinely excited. Like I look forward to Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon, but excited to watch Andor. Also, I want to throw this out there: Star Wars is so much more than its space wizards. And when you when you drift away from that and do a separate story, oh, it's so good. Like you can do so much shit with Star Wars. God damn it. This show proves it. <sighs> anyway, so She-Hulk. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that. And then in this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, episode seven. This one's called The Retreat. Uh, Jen goes on. It opens up with Jen going on several, several dates with Josh, who she met at the wedding. Uh, and then after three or four dates and they hook up, he ghosts her. Um, while anticipating a text from him, she receives a call from, uh, Emil Blonsky's pro officer who informs her that the inhibitor that prevents Blonsky from turning into the abomination is malfunctioning. And he's going to Blonsky's meditation retreat to check on the inhibitor and ask her to come along as a preventive measure, you know, in case he freaks out and she's got a hulk there for insurance so she agrees uh when they arrive at the retreat <laughs> this was awesome man bull and el aguila accidentally destroy her car forcing her to stay there until it can be to- towed away the retreat lacks internet and cell service even though jen continues to nervously await a response from josh she attends a group therapy session with blonsky man bull el aguila Porcupine, Saracen, and the fucking Wrecker of the Wrecking Crew. Uh, which was just fucking hilarious, that whole thing. Yeah, those those four <laughs> characters, by the way, are like D-list villains. Yeah. Uh, Manbull, who was he the villain of? I looked it up yesterday, and I don't remember. I know that Porcupine is a villain of um, Ant-Man. I just looked this up last night. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling them up because there's they're they're linked. Uh, you know, we mentioned Man. we mentioned Manbull is yeah, he's a daredevil villain, like you said. Uh, El Aguila, he's not a villain of anybody. He's actually a hero, but he's like a D-list hero. Yeah, he's very D-list. Uh. Made his first appearance in Power Man and Iron Fist back in August of 79. Uh, yeah. And then um, Porcupine. Oh, wow. That's. I believe Ant Man is what I read. First up? appearance was Tales to Astonish in 63. Uh. Trying to, yeah, he's an Ant Man villain, and then Saracen is a uh, a villain of the Punisher. And I don't believe he's an. Uh, 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 if I read that correctly, I do not believe he is a vampire. Um, no, he is. According to this, he is a vampire in the comics. First appeared in Blade Vampire Hunter number one in October of 99. Are we reading he, the same one? 
Because I, I got them right here, and it says nothing about Blade. That's what it says. What are you reading? I'm not finding Blade anywhere on this one. I'm seeing Punisher like 80 times. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Zarison was introduced in Punisher number two or volume two, 22 to 23, repeared in Punisher War Journal, as well as Punisher volume two, 47 to 48, the Punisher War Journal 33. And then the character was killed off in a one shot comic, The Punisher Empty Quarter, though a version of him from an alternate universe was later uh, featured in Exiles volume one, number 99. Yeah, there's two different ones. I'm looking at the vampire version. Um, there's two, what what two there's two ones? there's two Saracens. There's Musafar and Lambert, which is the one you just read about, and then there's one just simply known as Saracen. He's an ancient. He's one of the uh, one of the vampires who are considered some of the old, oldest known bloodsuckers in existence. Hid underneath the Vatican for many years before he was awoken to summon the Reaper demon. Uh, that's the version that they are. Uh, <clears throat> using in the show. Are we sure about that? That's what this is claiming anyway. Are you looking at decider.com? No, I'm looking at Wikipedia. I was looking at the Wikipedia what the <laughs> What the fuck? But anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, these are. I mean, it makes sense because he thinks he's a vampire, so it would go with the the blade aspect, which I thought that at first, but then I'm reading that thing about a different character. So yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that blade would make more fucking sense, or that it is from blade. I just I, like the outfit of the character in the show to the one of the mercenary that fought Punisher looks the same. Yeah, yeah. He looks way the like the 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 vampire one looks way different than the one in the movie or the show. But yeah, that whole group therapy session was quite entertaining. Oh, it's fucking hilarious! This whole episode was genuinely really funny, and I really enjoyed it because I think a lot of people miss the fact that this show is about Jen's journey. Yeah, you know her coming to terms with the fact that she is a Hulk, and that she has these powers that can mean different things. And her entire breakthrough of like when she talks about like the 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 um, cool kid that you hung out with in school who had all the friends who everyone knew and everyone loved, and you're just kind of there and you always kind of wanted to become them. And she's like, "I have that ability. I can become that cool person, but also become Jen." Mm-hmm. And then all of them helping her realize that that's the same person and that she doesn't, she, that she, she doesn't have to abide by other people's standards. It's just like that breakthrough was so cool. Um, I, that's what I love about this show. They, they give a, they give a shit about characterization of Jen versus just, having her be a superhero. And I think a lot of people aren't understanding that. 
choose not to understand that? Yeah, loudly refusing to understand it. But that's, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind not everything that Marvel or Disney puts out in general is going to be for you. Yeah. It's just not. Like, I'm very excited about Hocus Pocus 2, which comes out tomorrow. You have no interest. I've never seen the original. I have no nostalgia for the original. I have no desire to uh, see the new one. I just don't give a shit. But that's that. And and there's nothing wrong with there, that. Not- there are people that are excited about it. I'm happy for them. Good. I hope it's good for them. I hope they enjoy it. But, <clears throat> you know. I'll be busy doing something else. Yeah. And that's and that's fine. Don't waste your time on things you're not interested. Don't waste your time on a show that you're not you're not enjoying. Like just don't. Like you know who She-Hulk is and when she reappears, you're not going to be surprised and going, "Who the fuck is this?" You know, that's that's the that, that's the most important thing you, that you need to take from these shows. I'm thoroughly enjoying it because I'm a big fan of She-Hulk to be well. I wouldn't say big, but I'm a fan of She-Hulk to begin with. Um, and like I think I said this on the podcast already, but like my brother and I would read comics growing up, and he was a huge fan of Thor and Hulk. And I just didn't really enjoy those. I enjoyed street level heroes. Like I like the Hulk and I like Thor, but my favorite heroes are street level. You know, the the Spider Man, the Daredevil, the Luke Cage, the the. Um, you know, like that, that list of heroes, those were my, those were the, my go-tos. Um, and when I found out that there was a superhero that was basically a lawyer, but differently than Daredevil, I was like, I need to read this shit. And it was funny. It was fun. And this show is probably the most comic book accurate too, which is yeah. hilarious to me that so many people are disliking it. And I'm like, do you want it to not be comic book accurate? Or do you want it to be comic book? You guys got to make up your minds. So, um, I don't want to give them any more talk time. I want to talk about the show because it's so good. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like, well, let me ask- one one last thing. Uh, after you know, we see her at the retreat. There's a flashback. It flashes back to the night that her and the guy hook up while she's asleep he steals a sample of her blood uh copies all the contact information all the information from her phone takes a picture of her while she's sleeping and sends a text to somebody called the hulk king who do you think the hulk king is Mm. could be leader could be blonsky do you think it's a character that we've already met? I think it's a character we've met. I, I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 fascinated. Like, I know of the intelligentsia from the comics and stuff, you know, that's, that's the group that the leaders are part of, but also, so are a ton of other characters. So to what extent is the intelligentsia involved? Yeah. So, um, but the, like I said, the other important part of this episode is that, you know, it's a breakthrough for Jen. 
you know, and it, it, it helped her character. She's, you know, we got two more episodes in the season and we know that she's going to come into her own embracing the She-Hulk persona, you know, or see her getting to that point. So, um, but I do love how the show goes. So it's a, it's a character journey, right? It's, it's, it's fun in that regard. It's funny and it's kind of quirky. And, and you go like, this is, this is neat. You got some really outlandishly funny moments of like, hold on. Like, have we seen this guy before? Let's do a li- like a previously on for him. <laughs> um, that shit was so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like real stakes with the intelligentsia. And I do love how they built the intelligentsia for the MCU being a group of fucking like incels on the fucking internet. They're basically 4chan incels. That's great. Do that. Make fun of them. Directly laugh at their fucking face. Uh, you know, I said I didn't want to talk about them, but we kind of have to because the show does. Well, we don't have to talk about them anymore. We just mentioned them. <laughs> I just love that the show laughs at directly at them and doesn't give a shit. I'm like, yes, more of that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this episode an A. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't think I there was much that I didn't love about it. I don't know, like. Yeah. I'm trying to think in my mind of like the whole episode, and I don't think there's a part that I didn't like. Yeah, there wasn't a part that I didn't like. And of course, when the wrecker walked in, I was like, yeah! Because, you know, I have that just fucking soft spot for the wrecking crew. Right. Uh, I, I love them. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, uh, funny, entertaining uh, episode, you know, uh, the the group therapy session was hilarious to me. Yeah, as somebody who's actually been in group therapy sessions before, uh, you know, it's there are those very uncomfortable moments, especially when you're new to them. Uh, but you can have those breakthrough moments too with the assistance of others. So it's cool to see that. Uh, But yeah, I was just, I'm enjoying the show. Um, Really excited for the last two episodes, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, continues to stay strong and I think it will, but um, kind of what, what I kind of ho- like want to see for the last two episodes is this next episode be like Matt comes to LA because he knows the intelligentsia is there and he's done a bunch of research and then they capture the guy, <clears throat> right? They capture the leader of the intelligentsia. But then the last episode is almost entirely a court case of Matt versus Jen. Hmm. It's kind of what I want to see. Like, because that, again, I, I think I've told you this. Like, one of my favorite comic books is where Jen has to defend um, Steve Rogers 
mm-hmm. because someone's accusing him of or, or, or suing him for the damages he sustained in World War II or some shit like that. And Matt is the um, prosecutor, persecutor, prosecutor. But it turns out like both were hired by by Steve Rogers because they knew that he knew that they would find the truth. Love that comic. There's almost no superheroing in that comic. what i want but we'll see we'll see if we get that i'm, I'm down with whatever they give us because the show is very well written very funny it's just fun it's a good time it's lighthearted, which you know like miss marvel was lighthearted in the beginning then it got deep real deep yeah but i don't think we're getting that deep with she hulk so but maybe we will who knows i mean you know, there are the death threats and things like that. I mean, that's pretty dark. Yeah. You know, they're giving her death threats just because she's a woman. And it's like, oh, it's like Twitter. <laughs> Not like is. Well, um, yeah, I think I think that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Uh um, it's the same it's the same thing next week. We got uh trying to pull up my notes here. Got Rings of Power episode six, House of the Dragon episode seven, uh, She Hulk episode eight, and Andor episode five, and all four of them I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Excited about Andor. I guess I'm excited about She Hulk, but I'm excited like, about all four of them. It's hard to say excited about House of Dragon and and Rings of Power. Like very much looking forward to. Going to watch when it comes out day one. Like after work tomorrow, I'm going to watch Rings of Power, and then after work Sunday, I'm going to watch House of the Dragon. And then I stay up until midnight to watch Andor and She-Hulk. So, you know, I look forward to all of them. But, like, genuinely excited? that That's reserved for Andor, I think, at this point. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. I get great, that. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, you're missing out if you're not watching any of these shows right now. You really, really are. Personal opinion. Um and again, I want to make this as clear as I can. If you're not enjoying any of these shows, stop watching them. Just because Maya and I are really enjoying all four of these shows doesn't mean you have to or that you're going to. I have a rule. Personally, if I'm not reviewing something for the podcast, and I make that clear because there's been a lot of shows for this podcast that we reviewed that I would not have continued after after my rule. Um, that's the power of three, or the rule of three. So the rule of three in comedy is that you only tell a jo- the same joke three times. You have two callbacks to one joke. Um, or you do three parts, or you do three characters. It's the rule of three. It works. And, and you can use this with everything else. For video games, play a game for three hours. If it's not, if it's not doing it for you, drop it. Um... Comic books, if in three issues you aren't hooked, drop it. A book, a novel, three chapters, you're not, you're just not kicking for you, drop it. TV show, three episodes, if it's not kicking for you, drop it. This rule doesn't really work for movies, so I usually go with the half an hour rule for movies. If in the first half an hour you're not loving it, you're not, you're not interested to see where it goes, drop it. So... That's what I'm saying. If you've watched three episodes of She-Hulk and you're like, this sucks, stop watching it. What the fuck are you doing with your life? 
I go the same with fucking Andor or Rings of Power, and all of them have three episodes now. So, you know, that that is what it is. Anyway, um, yeah, so we got those four coming next week. Uh, make sure you follow us on all socials below. That's where you'll know if we add anything. I doubt we will because there's nothing really coming up that we're going to put in the show. Um, but I might try to do like a video review of Hocus Pocus too. We'll see. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, check out the mm-hmm. Teespring store. If you're looking for some uh, fall and winter gear, um, you, can, uh, you can find that there. It'll have our faces on them, have our logo on them. You can sport that around. Uh, also, if you're, if you're looking for a discount code, that's still there. What's the discount code, Maya? Uh, capital AQU15. There you go, 15% off. So and that's in, that's always in the notes. Uh, always. every episode. Uh, that's our little uh for you. Um, but yeah, so go check that out. Uh, all the proceeds go directly into the podcast, as I've said every week. Like we we put that into the into the into any any cost that this show gives uh that we have to put into the show. Um, also we have a live video podcast uh over on the YouTube channel. Uh, so go check that out. Link is also below. Uh, next week on October 5th and every following Wednesday, Maya and I will be doing a three to four hour Jackbox stream over on my personal Twitch channel, Chub Rock Geek. Um, because on October 20th, the new Jack- Jackbox Party Pack 9 comes out and we kind of want to have some fun leading up to it and then play that and check that out. Uh, I think, um, you know, Jackbox is always a good time. That's how Maya and I became good friends was me streaming Jackbox over time. So we want to get back into that. And since I have Wednesdays off, I I figure, you know, 3 p.m. start time, Pacific time, uh, 6 p.m. for East Coasters. Um, So, uh, yeah, you're getting off work. You want to chill for a bit, have a beer, come hang out with us. Um, And you can play along. You can play along on your phone. Um, You just go to jackbox.tv. Sign in and and then Bob's your uncle. Um, but yeah, so again, that's that'll be every follow every Wednesday leading up to Jackbox Party Pack Nine. Uh, we'll we'll make an ad for that so you can see it uh, and, and whatever. So, but that's it for my notes. My where where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name Maya Don Fisher. It's a public profile. Also linked to that Facebook page or my Instagram and Twitter pages. So if you want to follow me on either of those, you can. And that's all the places you can find me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can follow me on uh, all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, you can also uh, find my, 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 uh, oh boy, solo reviews over on our YouTube channel. Uh, like I said, I think I'm going to try to do one for, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, the other thing I want to do on our YouTube channel is that once we start streaming Jackbox, I'm going to download the videos off of the streams and then do kind of like a highlight reel. Um, I think that'll be fun. So you can check that out weekly. Um, but yeah, that'll be on our YouTube channel. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. Guys, thank you so much. Again, remember next week, Andor, She-Hulk, Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon. Good Lord, we have four shows that we're reviewing at one time right now. Thank you, every service. Um, Always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.